0: You're listening to the Kilcullen Diary Podcasts, stories in sound from a village grown bigger. Hello, I'm Brian Byrne. It's Wednesday, 15th of July, 2020. On this day in 1799, an inscribed stone which had been uncovered in the wall of the fort of Saint Julien at Rashid in the Nile Delta was brought to the attention of the French army officer in charge of the fort. He thought it might be of some archaeological value and had it removed. The discovery was to lead to a re understanding of an Egyptian hieroglyphic script which had effectively died out by the 4th century AD. The European name for Rashid was Rosetta, giving a name to the find which has not just remained in use but has become to allegorize any discovery or tool which substantially unlocks previous mysteries. As a matter of record, before Anglicization, It was called La Pierre de Rosetta. The stone turned out to be part of a stila, or standing block typically used to mark places of importance in the ancient Greek and Egyptian worlds. On examination, it turned out to have three versions of a decree issued in Memphis in Egypt in 196 BC. This decree, by the priests of the capital of then Lower Egypt, officially elevated the newly crowned King Ptolemy V, to the status of a god. It is believed the stila was erected in the royal town of Sais. After the decline of Memphis and its abandonment in the 7th century AD, stone from the crumbling temples in the area was used for buildings in nearby towns including Rashid. The French discovery of the Rosetta Stone was in the Napoleonic expeditions to the area. The British eventually defeated the French there and brought the stone to its present resting place in the British Museum. The deciphering of the lines etched in the stone is a detective story of philology, the study of ancient languages. Initially, while still in Cairo, under the control of the French, it was rightly realised that the inscriptions were the same text in three languages. Prints were made of the inscriptions, and one of the three French experts examining these realised that the middle script was an ancient Egyptian one called Demotic. The prints were sent to Paris before the British gained control of the stone, amongst other artefacts. The text in ancient Greek was a starting point for what turned out to be a complex and at times contentious and controversial investigation. Though the Old Greek was quite well known amongst scholars, context and administrative jargon of the time wasn't so well understood. A translation was first published in 1803 in Latin and in French. Work was also going on in Cambridge University in England and in Göttingen in Germany, and by 1811 there were a number of translated versions in circulation. Meanwhile, a French and Swedish collaboration on the middle section, the demotic script, worked on identifying phonetic similarities of place names in it from those known in the Greek one. In 1802, five such names had been identified, but much of the text was still not understandable. Later, it would be found that this was because there were graphic symbols included with the cursive script. In 1814, one Thomas Young, Foreign Secretary of the Royal Society of London, became involved with the French work of Sylvester de Sacy, who had identified those previously mentioned place names. Prompted by de Sassy, who eventually ceased working on the stone, Young found equivalent characters to some of those names in the fragment of the ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics. These discoveries were the key that turned the rusty lock, so to speak, at least part of the way. Subsequent investigations centred on better translating of the more easily understood Greek and Demotic texts and how the ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics matched with them. The task was taken on by a variety of British, French, Italian, American and other scholars. The lengthy story has involved rivalries, allegations of plagiarism, and the usual spats between academic experts. In some of these disputes, national rivalries between France and Britain underpinned the rows. None of that takes away from the value of the combined work, which solved a mystery and brought back to life a written language that had absolutely died. The Rosetta Stone didn't do this on its own. Other fragments of stilles relating to the same decree were subsequently found, which added to the sum of the knowledge. But what's really fascinating is that the Rosetta Stone didn't have the complete original texts. Parts had disappeared in its conversion to use as a foundation stone for Fort Saint-Julien. The bottom one in Hellenistic Greek had 54 lines, only 27 of them surviving in full. The Middle Demotic Egyptian is 32 lines, mostly intact. The Dead Ancient Egyptian Hieroglyphic section consists of 14 lines, all of which are incomplete on one end or another. So, as you pour that cup of coffee before working out answers to your favourite daily crossword, write Rosetta across the top of the page, and remember the real puzzle solvers. I'm Brian Byrne. Thanks for listening.